This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Tunes and Tumblers fam. We have a special announcement to make. We've been very busy this summer working on something big behind the scenes, and we can finally tell you all about it. We've officially joined the Pantheon Podcast Network, an incredible home to over 80 music podcasts. Don't worry, we're still an Atwood Magazine baby, but we are beyond thrilled about this new partnership. Here's hoping that we get into the ears of more listeners the world over. To celebrate, we're going to take the month of August to bring you our personal favorite episodes of our journey up till now. And since I'm the one talking, I guess I'll go first. I chose episode one of season three. I'd love talking to Luna Ora because I am such a huge fan of her EP, Three Cheers for the American Beauty. But more than that, I thought this was a big turning point for the show. I had said at the end of season two that I wanted to manifest her into the hot seat and we went out and we made it happen. Great talk, amazing artist, and it really opened the door for us to have what I consider to be our best season yet. Anyway, I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. This is Luna Aura and a baby doll. Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than just an auditory experience. Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I'm your host, Anthony, and it feels good to be back. We've awoken from our long winter slumber to bring you an all-new season jam-packed with more pairings, interviews, and insanity than ever before. Quarantine is unfortunately still a thing, and until we get filled up with that good germ juice, we're still coming to you from our respective isolation bunkers, toasting with our volleyballs that we painted faces on. But we're fine. We're fine. I I swear, we're fine. Please join us responsibly. Before we get started, though, uh, we all know that drinking alone is a sad, sad business. So I dragged my band of merry men out of early retirement, and they are... Ryan, your music connoisseur. And Pedro, your mixologist. And if you tuned into our last episode, you might have heard me mention a certain dream guest I had for season three. Today we see just how powerful positive thinking is. Our first guest of season three is a genre-bending alternative powerhouse who lives by the mantra... Well-behaved women seldom make history. She's a firebrand singer, songwriter, and producer who delivers songs brimming with messages of rebellion, feminism, and individuality. Her new EP, Three Cheers for the American Beauty, premiered on Paper Magazine last year and garnered raves from MTV, Spin, Lady Gun, and The Noise. Today it receives the Tunes and Tumblers treatment, and we couldn't be more thrilled to have her. TNT fam, please welcome Luna Ora to the pod. Yeah. 
thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for that introduction. You made me sound so cool. (laughs) 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 Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Of course. How does it feel to kick off our third season? No pressure, right? No pressure. Zero. Zilch. (laughs) Season three, the agony and the ecstasy. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) That's great. That's a great title. (laughs) Yeah. So it's been a long winter and we have a lot to catch up on. Luna, what have you been listening to? I've been listening to, there's a UK band called Noisy that I really enjoy. They release an EP called I Wish I Was A, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) They're super cool. They remind me of like kind of like a modern day, like Beastie Boys meets like Prodigy sort of thing. It's, It's super cool. I've also been listening to a girl named Ashniko, who's this like super absurd pop rap artist. She's very cool, but there's a song by her is called Daisy that I have just been putting on repeat. As far as like anything else goes, I honestly, when it comes to having stuff on replay, I listen to a lot of like the same stuff like Radiohead and Hole and The Prodigy a lot more lately because I've been getting a lot of inspiration uh, for my next EP from from them so any music inspired by prodigy i think is going to end up being really interesting so i'm looking forward to that thanks yeah no i'm excited i i love a lot of the electronic elements that they use in that and and the drum patterns and all of that that sort of like high intensity and high energy all right so pedro why don't you uh why don't you let us know what you've been listening to next uh so lately i've been really getting into this duo uh called paco versailles it's this really interesting sound that I love. It's it's got these great like guitarists. It's kind of like flamenco guitar, but it's mixed with like electronic sounds and like disco, really funky grooves. Um, they call it the, the they call the genre dance manco. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's like really it's really dancey, but also really chill and like just makes me think of summer and sun and fun times that you know you can spend with people. Yeah, spending but, time with people. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, I know, right? Gonna have to hit that up. Uh, I saw Capital Cities like five years ago and they did several versions of safe and sound but like each one was its own thing like they ended Mm -hmm. with this like really intense like edm number and the crowd was into it their shows their shows are so fucking fun i've seen them twice and i uh, i just have such a good time it sounds like they pulled off played their big hit playing their big hit more than once i feel like that's usually like a novelty act move (laughs) <laughs> like I know that Tommy Tommy Two Tone plays Jenny like two to three times I think when he performs. Oh wow! So. Lean into it. Don't be don't be Why that not? person who hates the thing that got you popular. Give yep. the people what they want. Exactly. I feel like I'm Dance carrying this monkey. on. A, yes, <laughs> I saw her. Like she was one of the last shows that uh, I saw before quarantine, and it, it feels like she got big way before she was ready for it, and and not like in a talent way, more like in a personality way, because she seemed like really about the intimacy of her set. It was just her, her her board and her keyboards, and she was just looping a bunch of stuff to create the sound of a band. And I'm like, you are so popular right now. How are you pulling this off? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan, let us know what you've had on repeat. Uh, mostly just one album. But before I say it, I'm just going to say Daniel Johnston's Dream Scream. So it goes on the playlist. <laughs> uh, moving on, I've been listening to the new Sleaford Mods album, Spare Ribs. Uh, mm-hmm. just came out last week. I'm a huge fan of those guys. I always pay attention to what they're doing. Kind of have that minimalist punk sound that's always just very effective. Somebody said a word to me last week, Sardonica which I love. Mm. It's like a really funny genre name that I'm just realizing now sort of applies to them. Anywho, Spare Ribs is great. I love the song Mork and Mindy. Always curious to see what the boys are doing. Sounds like we were both in the UK space. 
Luna, mm-hmm. um, listening to the English Boys, and uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> Majority of my fan base is actually in the UK, so I've been like really getting uh, into some UK music lately to see what's going on out there, you know? And connect with the people. Yeah, mm. exactly. That's interesting. I wonder why. That's a. I don't know. Do you have Maybe a theory? Just like the, it's probably just the genre of music that I do that's a little bit more popular out there. I feel like because you have Royal Blood, you know, you I have was Slaves, just about to you have Noisy, you have like all of these all these like super cool alternative bands coming out of the UK that um, I think that's just like what the culture is out there right now. Whereas like, you know, American culture tends to lean a little bit more uh, hip hop or rap right now. Like I think rap and hip hop and all that stuff is like king in the States, but you know, it's not necessarily the case everywhere else. And I, I really like that you brought up Royal Blood because I've been really into them since they came out. And I love that they're kind of leaning into like a more dance sound with whatever album is about to come out. I love Troubles Coming and they just released the follow-up two days ago, Typhoon, which continues that like four on the floor. Like let's get, let's really get down to like this loud fuzzy bass. Mm, I like fuzzy stuff. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. What else have I been listening to? I've been listening to a lot of Machine Gun Kelly's new album, giving me a lot of like uh, early turn of the century Blink-182 vibes. I love that he's into that. I love that Travis Barker is part of the project. I love that he's creating a space for mainstream pop punk right now. And he just came out with a movie, a quote movie, like a very Jesus of Suburbia thing for his whole album that he uploaded to YouTube. And I watched the whole thing. It's a little derivative, I'll admit, but I love it. Like we're, we're in that space where nostalgia kind of rules the culture. And, you know, in some cases, I'm fine with that. Um, but besides that, uh, I, I'm kind of a little bit of a slave to my algorithm. I download songs And then like I throw them on playlists and I'll hit shuffle and whatever like comes up repeatedly, that's going to be what I listen to. So I've been really into Karen O and Danger Mouse's Mm. album that came out two years ago, Lux Prima, and especially the song Turn the Light. It's it's just kind of like this very steady kind of uh, almost dark vibe, but it's it's so easy to listen to and it kind of gets me through those like really monotonous quarantine days we're still having a lot of those a year in uh but yeah check check out lux prima always love karen o always love danger mouse it's great that they teamed up i've been obsessed with her ever since i saw her i think i was like 18 i saw her when i was living in phoenix and she at the end of their set just like demolished her microphone and it was just (laughs) like taking it swinging it and just hitting everything with it and it was just like in pieces by the end of their set and I was just like (laughs) that is so cool and ever since then I was just like aspiring to be that cool Mm -hmm. you know all of us Karen O is a great role model (laughs) and her cover for um she did for girl with the dragon tattoo oh immigrant song yeah fuck that song that cover is so good I know I know it's so good. Yeah, she's amazing. It's like one of those songs where it comes on in my car. I have to blast it and go like eighty minimum, even if I'm <laughs> in, even if I'm in like a residential. <laughs> That's so funny you say that because I I feel like every time I write music, I'm just like I need to make music that makes people want to drive really fast. <laughs> That's what I want. Songs should have mortality vibe. rates. It doesn't matter what the streaming <laughs> numbers are. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> It's not it's not a success. If you have 10 million streams, I mean, what do I care? I could get behind that. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for uh getting us started, but I think it's time we went into the bar. 
How's how's Gerald? Is he still there, Pedro? Our our bouncer, Gerald Highwater. I don't know. I haven't seen him, but I keep hearing weird breathing everywhere <laughs> coming out of the shadows. So I think he's here, <laughs> but he In might spirit. not be. The, he might not be the Gerald we once knew. With <laughs> he might I, have I, I, he might have golemed and he might have golemed himself. With that said, I don't think that it will be very safe to to find him to card Luna. Uh, why don't we just. Uh, <laughs> Let's handle that for him. Yeah, I want to be carded I, by Gollum. <laughs> Let, we'll, we'll get a leash for him first, and then we can have him start carding people again. Luna, what did you bring us to show the bouncer, our, our Gollum of a man? Yes. So I brought this guy. This is a project that I did. It is oh, a birdhouse. <laughs> it's a birdhouse, and it looks like an Airstream. <laughs> that is God. fucking cool. Wow. It's I like love just that. a cute little vintage Airstream. And we're going to hang it outside for all the birds. So does this mean, Luna, that two girls, one craft is coming back? It is. It is going to be coming back. I'm also, I feel like I'm just, I've just been trying to think of clever ways of staying in touch with my fans and, you know, staying connected. So I think I'm going to start doing those again. And then uh, I think I'm going to start doing ASMR videos as well, <laughs> which mm, will be really nice. interesting. The new frontier. Right. A weekly ASMR video to make my fans fall asleep. All, it's just one-stop shop, something to put them to sleep and then wake them up in the morning and go 80 miles per hour. Exactly. It's brilliant. Exactly. Honey is my wake-up song right now, and that definitely gets me out of bed. <laughs> yes, I love that. Yeah, Honey seems to be the favorite. Oh. I really enjoy listening to it, so that's good <laughs> that other people do as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need to catch everyone up if we're, if we're going to talk the music. So let's turn on the lights. Let's sweep up a little bit. And, and Ryan, let us oh, know what time. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> let, us, let us know what we're listening to right now. Well, we have hacked this uh, Touch Tune jukebox today to only play <laughs> Luna Ara's Three Cheers for the American Beauty EP, released last year in October. So this will now play on loop for the forse- uh, foreseeable future, I think. <laughs> no problem there. <laughs> And Pedro, I hear that you've got the perfect pairing to start this year off right. I've got a little something here. Um, so Luna, we spoke about this, about the pairing. Um, and we talked a lot about, I mean, you, you, were, you were telling me how uh, this EP is sort of about confidence and have, you know, finding your voice and being loud and wanting yeah. to like inspire that in people. Yeah. So I really liked that. I thought that was a great angle to go, to go at this with. And you said you like mezcal, which I do. That's a big, strong flavor, so that's perfect. So we're yeah. gonna start with that. So we've got mezcal in there. So overall, I wanted to make a drink that looked pretty, but was bold and loud flavor-wise, and also a little bit complex. Nice. So mezcal, and then I'm throwing in some lime juice so you get that tang, good strong tang, and then shaking out with some uh, chiles de arbol to give it like some some real oh like spice spiciness. It's like a nice earthy yeah. nutty pepper, um, and it'll go. It goes well with the mezcal. So it's got that. Like that's sort of really like the big, bold, loud part of it. I threw in a little bit of honey as an homage <laughs> to one of the best songs on the EP, but also to give it like just some complexity and really like counteract uh, the spiciness and the the tang of the limes. Awesome. Um, and then American Beauty. So to make it pretty and um, to make to make it look, you know, 
like like a beauty. I put in some rose water that I like uh, oh sort of infused God. with actual rose, like dried rose petals to give it some extra color. Um, so it's got that aroma, and but it also you you said you you usually like drinking mezcal just like on ice. Yeah. So I didn't want to like put in anything like that was too sweet that was going to overpower that. No, that's so, perfect. I love so floral the, stuff too. Great. Yeah. So so it's really just got that aroma, but it doesn't mess with any of the flavors too much. So it comes out looking nice and pink, but once you sip into it, it just like hits you with that smokiness. The spice, the tang from the limes, and that little bit of sweetness sort of on the back end, just sort of even it all out. Um, And so that's it. And we're calling it a baby doll. Hell yeah. I love that. That's (laughs) so cool. Yeah. I mean, an interesting fact about me is I've been bartending for like, oh God, I was bartending for almost like 10 years. So I've definitely, yeah, I've made a drink or two in my day. That sounds incredible. Awesome. Well, I'm (laughs) glad. That sounds amazing. (laughs) And I'm definitely going to, because I already have rose water and all of that. So I'm just going to. Perfect. I even have the chilies. I'm going to make that today. Dope. I'm going to get drunk. <laughs> mm. Hell yeah. All right. I think it's time we got into it. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. Uh, first of all, love this EP. I've been listening to it Thank for you. a while. I love the heavy sound. I, I, I love that there's also like this pop sensibility to everything, kind of like a little bit of an electronic vibe. And... I hear that before this, you had a background in pop music. Is that correct? Yeah. So when I first started my project, it was definitely way more pop geared. It was it was still alternative. It just didn't have as many like rock elements or like live instrumentation. But yeah, I, I did that for a little while um, in my early, early 20s, like when I first started really getting into music. And yeah, it just sort of eventually evolved into what it is today. Um, as I grew as a person and grew into myself and knew what I really wanted to be saying. And once I finally realized what my sound actually was. Beautiful. And I, I love that transformation. Can you describe a little bit for us right now uh, how that transformation happened? Like what led you to to kind of evolve your sound in this way? So I've always loved music. Ever since I was a little kid, I knew it was something that I really wanted to do. I started writing songs when I was like 10, 11 and started going out and performing, you know, in my mid-teens. And I I always had this idea in my head of like what I really wanted. And I'm sure at that time it was very adolescent. Like I want to be, you know, a famous rock star. Like, you know, I want to be a superstar. I want to win American Idol. Like all these like ridiculous things that like a 12 or 13 year old would want. And their perception of of what that is. And so when I really got into the industry, like really going for it, releasing music, going out and playing shows, touring, doing all that stuff, I I think I was making what I thought I was supposed to make um, as opposed to what I really wanted to make. Although I do love pop music, I and I I still write a lot of pop music. I write pop music for other artists. I write for sync opportunities, that kind of thing. I just didn't feel like it was me. I always felt like I was wearing someone else's costume when I was on stage and the energy just never really matched my live shows and the music. I didn't know what I was doing. I I wasn't sure if I was actually really happy, you know, pursuing a career in music. And I just took some time off and got to know myself a little bit better. I, I had gotten out of a relationship and 
was like single and in LA and I was like, all right, I'm going to learn myself and figure out like who the hell am I and what is it that I'm trying to say and what am I trying to do in my art? And I took that time off and I figured it out (laughs) and it turned into this EP, which I did with JT Daly, who's an incredible producer. Um, He heard a song that I had done. I'm pretty sure like six months prior to ever meeting him and he was just like, I have to work with this girl. So we got into the studio and we were together for like nine days and we wrote this entire EP and yeah and I think the rest is history I think this EP is just like the perfect example of the woman I've become and the human that I've become and and the growth through all those years it's all kind of come to a head now I'm just going for it (laughs) hell yeah so this is a concept EP yeah it is yeah the concept, essentially, I wanted it to feel campy and cheeky, and, and I was really into, was, am, into, like, 90s and early 2000s, like, dark comedies and stuff, like American Beauty and, you know, Jawbreaker and, like, all those kind of weird, quirky, colorful, but, like, very intense <laughs> movies, and uh, I wanted it to feel like that visually and also sonically. I wanted it to kind of have this, like, nostalgic feel, but the actual idea of what the EP was to me was each song for me represented a different conditioning that I had learned in my life and me learning to break that conditioning um which is why I feel like a lot of a lot of the lyrics when you listen to it it's a lot of like don't mess with me or like don't tell me what to do like all this kind of stuff because it was me really stepping into myself and stepping into my power yeah so each song is is essentially just a story of me ridding myself of conditioning that I learned growing up uh as you know, both like in religion, because I grew up very religious um, and also just growing up as a woman in, in American culture. You know, there's just a lot of stuff that sort of gets ingrained inside of your brain of what's right and what's wrong. And I, I really needed to rid myself of that. So that's really what the CP is about. Yeah, I, I completely see where you're coming from. I grew up Catholic for you know, way too long. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I I still feel like I'm overcoming this like idea of absolute morality being something in particular, you know, Um, and uh, kind kind of finding your own way that can be difficult. Yeah, it is. It's difficult. And I I think that everyone owes it to themselves to take time to figure that out, because I, I think no matter what, we are all conditioned to think, feel, understand you know, in in certain ways, you know, we don't, A, we don't choose to be born, B, we don't choose who we're born to, you know, or or what, you know, society we're born into. Um, So I think it's really important to definitely take the time to be like, okay, what do I really want? Are these really my thoughts or are these someone else's thoughts that I've just, I've just put on like a costume, you know, you know, a lot of people don't really have the luxury of, of doing that. So I am, I'm very thankful that my life has sort of turned out the way that it has. And I've been able to grow in the way that I have throughout the years. So I, I'm in school right now. I think I mentioned this like a, a couple episodes ago, but I'm getting my master's in clinical psychology. And one of the classes I have to take this quarter is a field study where we go out and we try to experience what it's like to to be someone who uh, we're, we're not, essentially. Um, maybe like a different culture or uh, um, somebody who is differently abled. We get involved with them. And right now I'm doing this thing where I'm listening to a lot of conservative media because, uh, I, I mean, spoiler alert for anyone who listens to the pod, we're not exactly a conservative podcast. <laughs> 
And it's interesting. Like I started thinking really critically and like uh, we across the political spectrum, a lot of us have the same concerns, but we try to solve these problems differently. Do you think that the norms that people follow that we're trying to break from, do you Mm -hmm. think that they are necessarily wrong or do you think that maybe they're just different ways of looking at the world? I think they're definitely just different ways of looking at the world. I, I mean, I feel like you know, your experience growing up in Los Angeles, for example, is going to be vastly different from growing up in Mississippi. You know, the things that you think are right and wrong are going to be completely different. And I don't think that necessarily, you know, you're like anyone is an asshole because they think differently than me, which I think is the issue at hand is that people are so busy talking and wanting to be heard that they're not taking any time to actually sit and listen and understand anybody else. So as far as like, you know, like the conditioning and all of the stuff that I've had to sort of go through or rid myself of, it's not necessarily that that conditioning is bad in general. It's just not good for me. So Mm -hmm. I think it's important to just realize that everyone is on their own journey and what's right for them is not right for you. And that's OK. And we just have to be understanding of one another and understand that, you know, we're not all going to be the same. I mean, there's eight point whatever, you know, what is it like eight point two billion people on the planet? There's an impossibility that we're all going to feel and think the same way. Um, and I think the best thing that we can do is have communication that's actually healthy and productive instead of going at each other's throats, because it's like. For example, if you grow up in a, in a church and it's very religious and you're told that being gay is wrong, um, if you were to put that person in a room with a gay person, it's kind of like it, it opens their eyes to maybe understanding it a little bit more to be like, OK, this is just the way that you live and you don't have to live how I live um, and vice versa. Just like, you know, if you're not, you know, if you're an atheist and you sit in a room with someone who believes in God and, and is a Christian it's fine. It's, it doesn't have to be an attack on you and your ego because somebody else is living their life differently than you. So we need to, so what you're saying is we need to, if you're in the church of LDS, you need to switch the two letters to the church of LSD. Yes, And exactly. all your problems will be That's solved. That's actually very funny because I grew up in the LDS church. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I was Mormon growing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very different, very different than where, where I'm at right now in my life. But I don't have any I don't really have any distaste or anything for the Mormon church. I mean, I learned a lot uh, about how to be a good person. And, you know, if you meet Mormons, you know that they will literally give you the shirt off their back because that's that's what they're taught. Um, But I just as far as the social aspect of it and like what is expected of women in the church and, you know, our place in the church, it just never was right for me. And I have friends that they are still in the church. They have families and they're totally happy with that you know, social dynamic, like world that they live in and more power to them. It just was not for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a really great way for us to return to the music as much as I love talking <laughs> politics. I know. It is fun to talk politics, though, I think. Yeah, it is. I, we just have to be mindful because who knows what's going to be the thing that causes Mitch to shut off the lights here. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Mitch. Please don't cancel us. <laughs> So I want to get back to what you said about each of the songs on Three Cheers um, resembling a different social pressure that gets put on young women in American culture and how we fight that. 
Uh, do you mind if we get into like just a couple of songs and tell us what you mean by that? So like I, I, I would like to start with Crash Dive. We've been talking a lot about Honey. So let's, yeah. let's switch our focus for our listeners a little bit. Yeah. So with Crash Dive, I was really, that was sort of a almost literal uh, attempt at talking about my own sexuality and, and how I grew up viewing having sex and my my body and all of that stuff growing up religious you're you're definitely told as a woman you know your body is a temple and you know you have to save yourself for marriage and all this stuff so this was all told to me growing up and then you know when I became an adult I was like my body is not a temple my body is mine it belongs to me I can do whatever I want with it and it's nobody's business what I do with it and so that's sort of what that song is about for me is it's I wrote it in a moment where I was kind of single and doing my thing and having a good time. And it, and that's really what it was about was sort of owning it and, and mm-hmm. wanting to be like, I am a sexual creature. This is this is something that I do and I am not ashamed of it and I'm not going to be ashamed of it. I'm reminded of J.J. Wilde's Best Boy. Have you heard that song at all? I have not, no. I'll have to write it's, that down. Yeah, uh, the chorus is basically like that she is not looking for anything serious, but like if you play your cards right and treat me right, you can be my best boy. Like the 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 subtext being like, yeah, I have a lot of partners, but you can be the best one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that She's... a lot. Mine was more so like me hitting up a dude while I'm in bed, like smoking a joint and like masturbating and being like, I'm such a loser. I'm just hitting up all these dudes because I want to hang out. But like women are sexual creatures too. Like just as badly as guys, you know, want to go out and get laid, like girls are the exact same way. And so I was sort of writing from that perspective of like hmm. being like this creepy girl, just like, <laughs> just like in my little Plopping den. through the apps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I've actually never, I've never used apps before. I'm, wow. I'm oh, a face in 2021. Hang, hang on to that. It's a special thing. <laughs> yeah, I've never, I don't know. So my dad is a homicide detective and I've just, it's been ingrained in my brain that meeting anyone online is going to equal getting murdered. So, <laughs> so Pretty much true. I just, yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm just like, I don't know these freaking weirdos. So do you think that the, that, you know, like a lot of this is about the the norm of the obedient, complacent woman. How big of a problem do you think this is? still in our culture. I guess what I'm trying to say is like we we hear a lot that um you know there's a lot of feminist literature right now that are still like saying we're saying the same thing that we that Gloria Steinem said like back in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Um but I guess I'm I'm asking like do you think like instead of saying how big of a problem is this like do you think this is still a problem? I think it, how, yeah. yeah. I think it's absolutely a problem. I mean it was it was my experience you know growing up very different than how I live my life now uh but that's a lot of other women's experiences and especially just growing up in American culture that's a lot of women's experiences is is learning like this is your place this is when you talk you know don't take up too much space like all of this it's and they're all like little micro things little tiny things that we're just like we nod our heads and we go like oh okay yeah if we want people to like us this is how we behave and I think that when it comes to feminism and and all of that, which I, you know, people tell me I'm a feminist and I, yes, I do. I believe in equality. So I guess that makes me a feminist. Um, 
But as far as like, I think the modern day feminism, I think a lot of it um, doesn't have to be like us versus them it, more so than it needs to be us turning inwards and, in, and internalizing that and asking ourselves, OK, like, what is it that I need to rid myself of in order to truly be free and, and not be trapped in this mindset of like how I'm supposed to behave and how I'm supposed to be. And then when you do that and you're fully comfortable with yourself and you're just like, this is just who I am then you can go through the rest of your life being an example to other women of what it is that's possible for us. You know, you can be an activist and take huge leaps in, in different directions, or you can be someone that just is. You can exist and be an example of the change that you want to see. Yeah, I like the idea of turning out, you know, uh, turning away from a lot of the entertainment industry, which, you know, I think you've pointed out in interviews before, kind of abuses people's insecurity, promotes kind of this obsession with superficial. I like in the visuals with your stuff, you kind of put little subtle nods and hints to it. And I'm thinking of the video trailer you did for the album where you have those yes. 50s like detergent and 60s vintage beauty little samples kind of interspliced yeah. in there. I thought that was really great because it shows mm. you how how much it hasn't changed, but also how truly ingrained it is in us. And so exactly, it yeah. kind of... And like it lets people connect the dots in a way like in that the visualizer for honey. I noticed you had like those two books sitting there and one is the dangerous book for boys, which is just that incredibly outdated gender. <laughs> I'm so norm, happy you but... caught on all that stuff. I feel like you're the only person in the entire world that actually saw any of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'd be I'm sure some people caught that. But by doing that, you're not you're not hammering it on people. You're letting them kind of go. Ooh, what's that? And if that makes somebody kind of go think differently about it, just make that little step, you know, then that's, that's incredibly effective. Thank you. That's the vibe is what all the kids are saying. Um, the vibe that I was sort of going for was I didn't want to be super aggressive about any of it because a lot of it was a my own experience. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, this is how it is. You know what I mean? This is how it should be. I really mm -hmm. wanted people to listen to the music, see the visuals and be able to question within themselves, like, what is my involvement in this? You know, mm -hmm. how do I feel about this um, so that they can grow in those little ways as opposed to being like, you should think like this. You should feel like this. You know, I didn't mm -hmm. go full rage against the machine. I, I, I was a little bit more subtle with it because I am still the type of person that's like, you know, everyone is entitled to feel and think however they want to feel and think. But when it comes to my art, I really want people to to process these concepts on their own as opposed to having me shove it down their throats. I, I think that that's even more effective usually than, you know, just directing it and, you know, at people, just, yeah, sort, I mean, of it's like, it's just sort of exposing them to it. Exactly. It's so that they're just kind of like, hmm, hmm. Yeah. And it, 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 it makes it, it easier. more. Exactly. It makes it like almost easier for them to absorb it all. And yeah, it's, it's just that. when you when you can make someone feel like it was their own idea. I think that's when you can really get a point across because people are so obsessed with just like being right all the time yeah. Yeah. Um, and never being wrong and always being perfect that it's it's really takes them having the conversation with themselves in their head before they can actually come to a real conclusion. Well said. Mm, yeah, that is really important to note. Um, I think that if we just reject these preconceived notions that we have of the world, 
Like we think that we're like, if we're told a message and that we have to believe it, those thoughts don't go away and they're going to stay there if you don't reflect on them. Yeah. So I think when you notice that you uh, think a certain thing or you have a predisposed notion of something, you know, recognize it, get in touch with it. Mm -hmm. And then you can start subverting it once you know it's there. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's that's uh, I'm really glad you brought that up. That's uh, that's really cool. Thanks. I wish that we could continue this conversation for longer, but I think it's time that we switched gears. Who is ready to play our favorite game? Mood. I am. So for those of you who are just joining us, we're about to play a game called Hashtag Mood. Hashtag Mood is the way that we like to end every show. What we do is we go over to our hotline and we pull a message from one of our fans That message will give us a mood. This can be anything from it's raining outside and you need a a cozy inside playlist for you and your hot chocolate to uh, (laughs) grandma just died at at the wedding reception and you've got to continue being the DJ. That is a real mood. That was the season. That was also a real event. That was a real event. Our (laughs) our first guest for season two told us the story about when that happened to her while she was DJing a wedding. Oh my God. Yep. That's hilarious. That was Hollander. Wow. (laughs) I don't want to laugh at that, but that's too funny. You can't write that shit. Oh, yeah. And she came back to life, didn't she? Like she was certified dead and then came back to life. It's a whole thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. But anyway, let's get into it. Let the bodies hit the floor. (laughs) There you go. So the way that we play this is after we hear the mood, each of us gets a chance to pick one song to go with that. And I think Drew has one of the messages lined up for us. Let's hit it, Drew. Don't we have a theme song for mood now? Yeah, we got to hear the song. We have a theme song for mood now. Hit the theme song. What's your mood? What's your hashtag? What is your mood? What's your hashtag? God, I love that song so much. Let's play the mood. (laughs) You have one new message. Hi, Kings and Tumblers, Sam. This is Kaylin, social media consultant for the pod, quarantine mixologist, and mother of TNT mascot Pierogi the Pug. I felt the perfect mood to get us excited about dating in real life again. So you started chatting with a very attractive person on OkCupid, and they've invited you out on a date to a funky local tiki bar. Date night is finally here. But as soon as you get in the car, you realize there was absolutely nothing like the photos from their profile. In a bad way. They pull away (laughs) from your home where you were safe and begin driving to the Tiki Tea on Sunset Boulevard. Then they begin telling you they've just moved back in with their parents at the age of 35, mind you, and had to borrow their parents' car for the date. Once inside the festive and lively Tiki establishment, they find a single open stool and proceed to sit down while you're left standing. Then they order a round of drinks for you both. Before finishing the first sip of your cocktail, they ask, you've got next round, right? Your mind recalls Mm. that you're still in college, and the limited funds of your bank account won't even cover one cocktail. You decide it's time to go home immediately after the first drink and such an awkward evening so far. Your date then grabs you by the hand before reaching your parents' (laughs) car. 
and pulls you in for a kiss that you did not want. You push them off and clearly express your lack of desire for them. Their response? Well, why not? The last thing they say before you begin ordering a ride home is, I just don't understand why we can't all, you know, just kiss whoever we want all the time. Oh my god. god. Curating the perfect playlist for this unusual life event. If you want to see my work, my super cute pug, or photos of Anthony, you can follow my Instagram at Quiggin12. That's K-W-I-G-G-E-N-1-2. And you can also follow the Tunes and Tumblers King himself at Pierogi the Black Pug. And that's P-I-E-R-O-G-I. T-H-E-E-L-A-C-K-P-U-G. I can't wait for IRL cocktails with you lovelies. Cheers. Yay. Yay. Wow. That was, the, uh, um... that the homicide detective was going to have to come in there for that movie. Oh, my God. See, this is I... why I don't date on apps. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she was also talking to John Moses a little bit before con- uh, composing this one. Oh, uh, that's not how you and her met, Anthony? Oh no, no! But that is that is a very real story. I knew it. I knew um, it. Who would like to take this um, this wonderful date first? Um, well, seeing as I am the only one with a vagina here, I will take it first, since this seems like it was a woman who had to endure this horrible, <laughs> horrible situation. <laughs> Um, and I'm gonna have to go with No Scrubs by TLC. Hey. Oh. Yeah. There really is no other answer. Yeah. It's true. I don't want No Scrubs. Yeah. Nope. Don't want it. Go home. Mm-hmm. Put it back. <laughs> if into you can't bed. spatially expand my horizons. Yeah. No, we don't. Yeah. You can't be taking people on dates and be like, look, I'm into splitting. You know, I'm into being like, <laughs> I'm into doing the half and half thing. You know. I'm a 21st century woman, but uh, yeah, no, that just sounded horrible, especially just... the kissing part. Like, yo, get off me. <laughs> so yeah, no scrubs. Perfect. I think I got to go next because mine kind of relates in a way. Um, cool. If any of you know this bar that she referred to, the Tiki Tea, it is a tiny storage container of a bar and there's often a line. And this sounds like the most claustrophobic thing imaginable having a horrible date and then having the parents like demanding you buy them around just sounds like claustrophobia nightmare. Oh god. So I'm going with uh, sorry. <laughs> just oh god. I'm just Yeah. I'm going with Trapped in a Box by No Doubt from their Hell 1992. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Cuz that's that's how it feels and it, the lyrics are pretty self-explanatory and that's great. and I was in the No Doubt mood listening to your stuff uh Luna. Oh, cool. So so I've got a song that this guy is probably blasting in the car on your way to Tiki T, and it's Hood Rich by the Big Timers. Hell yeah. Um, I mean, he ain't got no job. He can't pay his rent. Mm-mm. Quarter take of gas and his new E-class and everything in his mama's name. Mm-mm. This is the theme song for this person. Mm. Right? So, Take it back home to mom. Yep. So Hood Rich. That's Hood absolutely, rich. That's that's absolutely this OK Cupid dumpster fire. <laughs> that would have flowed better with no scrubs. I should have let you go. <laughs> all right time for me to bring up the rear i think i wanted to pick a song from his perspective and it's pretty cringe i am choosing baby i don't know oh oh by Wolfpack. there you <laughs> oh go he's saying it at her uh i don't baby i don't know what i'm gonna do with you 
where he just feels that he has been denied something. And guys, don't be this guy. Don't you are ruin never a good entitled. song, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great song, but now it's forever ruined and you are welcome. But guys, don't be this guy. You are never, ever entitled to a woman's attention or affection and you can't just take whatever you want. Don't be that guy. It's not cool. No, please don't be that guy. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I feel like I need a shower after that. <laughs> they don't make water hot enough. I know. That, especially the kissing part. That was so, oh, God. Uh, no, yeah. we don't like rapey vibes. It was really the cherry on top of this turd. <laughs> Wait, what was what was the, what were the words? It sounded such like a strange line of dialogue. Like, why can't we all just kiss? Like, what was, it kiss sounds who like we some, want. Just, kiss whoever it, we want. It sounds like something someone absolutely said. In real life. <laughs> it sounds like a guy who kisses his mom on the lips is what it sounds oh, like. Oh. <laughs> Which is wrong in all different types of ways. So My mom Ooh. didn't say no, and she's the best. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> oh, my yep. God. That's like a truth. It almost sounds, you know what? Not going to say his name. <laughs> Not going to say his name. It's Good over. for you on having that self-control. Over. You want to come back to the garage? My mom can make us pizza bagels. <laughs> Honestly, I, I'd be down for that. Oh, I fuck with a pizza bagel. Where are we going? <laughs> like, I fuck with a pizza bagel for sure. Like, right, why are we going up, to a bar? A let's just let's just go down and this whole night just turned around. Yeah, exactly. Oh, pizza bagels? Oh shit, cool. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> you had a lot like of sense. <laughs> Adding pizza bagels to my first date repertoire. <laughs> can't I want, can't lose. Before I forget. Um, cause I know we're probably wrapping up here, but I do want to mention this. So Luna makes playlists. She has like playlists on her Spotify page. I don't I know do. if you have them on Apple music or title or Deezer or, uh, Just what have Spotify. you, <laughs> uh, recommend the talk to the hand playlist. Thanks. Um, it's a really good playlist and it has a song from friend of the pod talker on it. Oh, wow. Uh, oh shit. Nice. <gasps> oh, you guys are friends with Celeste. She was our first like guest artist right I yeah love well we had guests before her just not an actual musical artist mm-hmm. i'm actually like a super fan of hers so i like was crushing on her and like was just like such a huge fan of hers and then i got to play a show with her and it was the best day of my life <laughs> oh we missed out on that one but yeah. uh, Listener, <laughs> listeners if you haven't heard it yet season one talker episode it's very good yeah she's awesome notoriously she- lowercase artist talker versus mm-hmm. Uppercase yeah. artist, Luna Ara. Uh, <laughs> learning the feeling is the one, which is- Learning the actually, feeling. I hadn't heard that one before, and I really like that one. Um, so thanks for the find. Yeah, she's insane. She's great. She says she has new music coming out soon, so get excited. I hope so. I hope so. Listeners, do you have a mood of your own? Leave us a message by calling the Tunes and Tumblers hotline at 626-604-6477. Again, that is 626-604-6477. You can let us know your suggestions or just call in repeatedly to hear Drew's sexy voice on the outgoing message. Yes. Uh, We do charge by the minute, though, so um, you got to really want it. (laughs) 
All right, it's that magical time. The the lights are coming on. They're playing closing time way too loud, and it is last call. Uh, before we leave, though, does anyone have any lingering thoughts um, about three cheers for the American beauty, about abiding by social norms, about anything? Let us know. I think for my final thought, it's actually one more question for you, Luna. Mm-hmm. Um, you told us at the beginning of the show that you have uh, more music coming out soon, right? Yes. And I guess I just want to know, are you keeping with the same aesthetic moving forward or do we have something new and exciting to look forward to? Um, I think it's, you know, it's on par and at the same caliber as everything that I've released uh, with the EP. I think that it's just sort of each song is taking uh, its own little, taking up its own little space, if that makes any sense. So it does sound cohesive with the things that I've released in the past, but there's definitely some really big changes that I think are going to be awesome looking forward to it really Thanks. excited thank you so Maybe. much oh i was just going to ask if we can know like how soon this is happening um i'm i'm hoping to release a couple singles here you know in the next i don't know maybe this summer um start doing that but i do eventually want to lead to another ep amazing yeah excited did you have one more thing ryan i want to take this moment to wish into the just to send this wish out into the universe of a Luna Aura cover of the Prodigy's Firestarter. That's so funny that you say that because I'm actually doing that. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! That's really I am funny. Excited. Very excited. You you willed it, it and it happened <laughs> like a wizard. It seems to be the vibe right now. We're just on a roll. <laughs> Before we go, Luna, do you have anything else to plug for us? So although, you know, perception is that I'm, you know, this like cool musician that was just like making music and I need money. So if people could buy my merch, <laughs> that'd be awesome. <laughs> um, no, I'm that was a shameless plug. But I do. I am selling merch now. It's brand new. I'm really excited about it. It's on my website, lunaoramusic.net. My playlist, again, called Talk to the Hand on Spotify. It's always really good to engage with fans on Spotify because that's, I feel like, where I get most of my uh, engagement from my fans. So, yeah, just follow me. It's Luna Aura on Instagram because I'm literally on there every single day. So if you guys just want to say hi, like, I always answer my messages and my DMs. So just pop on in unless you're a creepy dude. Don't do that. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) I am always looking for ways to talk to you guys and, and, and get to know you guys a little bit better. So, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, Luna. This has been great. Great way to kick off season three. Yeah, thank you for having me. This has been really fun. Great. That's what we aim for. We just want everyone to have fun here and hopefully in the future get a little tipsy by the end of the show. Oh, yeah. I mean, I might actually go out and buy all the stuff. Pedro, you're going to have to write down those ingredients and like the actual measurements of everything because I'm about to. Yeah, I'm about to fuck that drink up. (laughs) If, If you do make it too, we like want to see how it turned out because oh yeah i'll take like a video of me drinking it and then i'll tag you guys amazing yeah i'll be like (laughs) just (laughs) chugging it hit that slow-mo got the bagel bites on deck in the back just bagel bites just all over my body (laughs) the aftermath that is a mood this is what happens when you hang out with these guys (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of true love that Well, awesome. Thank you so much, guys. This has been super fun. Thank you.
Yeah, thank you. And thank you all for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast. Be sure to like the show and Atwood on every platform. Also, please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. It helps us out a lot. Tell your friends. Send the uh, the episode to their to, to their inbox. You know, force them. Really get them in there. <laughs> hold their hold their ears open. Throw your headphones in. Make this happen for us. Uh, Tunes and Tumblers was produced as always by Drew Franzblau. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. Our hashtag mood jingle comes to us from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. And until next time, cheers. Cheers. cheers.